Hey, 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 what's going on? We are back for part two of our discussion on the Old and New Covenant. If you haven't listened to part one of our discussion, I highly encourage you to do it now as we give some background info regarding this topic. Today, we will deal with the more practical aspects of this topic, so let's not waste any more time and move on to today's episode. So what of what of the of the old covenant do we like hey, I know we talked about throwing away the old covenant, da, 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 da. but I'm not saying that. I'm asking like so as as Christians, what do we carry out from the old testament? Like what carries through to living in the new covenant? Like um I don't know, like as you're always talking talking before, like well my wife has her period, like that doesn't mean I can't touch it for seven days. <laughs> Like, what are those what things it? that carry through? What are the things that don't carry through? Like, well, first, things like that. Yeah. Okay, well, first of all, the whole touching your wife. Let me let me put to ease, like, the whole touching your wife when she has a period. When you touch your wife and she is, cer- she is ceremonially, ceremonially unclean, that makes you ceremonially unclean. doesn't mean that you are unclean. It means that you are, if you were back then, you couldn't perform certain duties within the temple mm-hmm, because you are sure. unclean. Right? Doesn't mean that you are worthy of death. Doesn't mean that you, you know, had to do some other things. It just means that you had to wait a couple of days before you mm-hmm. became ceremoni- ceremonially clean again. Uh, you have to quarantine. <laughs> yeah. <it's>, yeah. <laughs> Boy, that word gets thrown around a lot. So I today, know. Yeah. Wow. Quarantine. Crazy. There's also that um, leprosy, quarantining. Yes. And yeah. the priests coming to your house to see if your house is filled with leprosy in the wall. Wow. This is crazy. What the <laughs> heck? I don't know how he did it, but that's the way yeah. it was supposed to go, right? And you're supposed to burn wow. all the things that had it. Either that or really, really wash them good. I can't remember which ones <laughs> they were. Another question I have, that, Confusing. Uh, I think it's more prevalent so today, is that how, how does it affect like God's judgment on us? Because, you know, with all the things that are going on like the bushfires in australia volcanic volcanic eruptions earthquakes world hunger um now this pandemic like is there still room like because and then like people are posting you know like uh versus like what's this uh exodus 15 or 16 that says he's that said the God okay Exodus fifteen twenty six. So God said to them, If you listen carefully to the Lord your God and do what is right in his eyes, if you pay attention to his commands and keep all his decrees, I will not bring on you any of the diseases I brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. You know, uh verses like oh I have another verse like that. Like, because the world is like this because of how sinful the world is, God yeah. has this. this is God's judgment. This is God telling you you're bad. Or is that yep. still part of the old test old covenant that like God does God still deal with people that way or mm, that's a good question. Arwen, what do you think? <laughs> it's based off it's based off No, 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 no theology, no like what like what do you think? What do you like, feel? What do you what do you what do you think about that? I'm curious. How I feel about that I guess if you weren't well versed with the Bible and you were completely innocent from the Bible, and that's the thing that you read first from the Bible. Yeah, sure. You could you could definitely be like, oh shoot, this shoot man, what am I doing, man? My life. How come I, I've never read this Bible, this book, ages ago? Like I would have been warned. I would have been part of what these people were saying. But if you are versed, it's just kind of like, okay, yes, that may be a little bit coincidental. Terms of the order True. that the Bible's place each event, like mm-hmm. True. Bush, uh, the bushfires, um, 
uh, leading up to to the pandemic, like word for word. I mean, not word for word, but order for order. Like it's just very, yeah. I don't logos know. Logos for logos. It's just kind of like no. I, I it's just very coincidental. I, I I wouldn't think much of it. Right. So there's so, no, there's no there's like so much to come. There's so much more to come. And again, that's if you've had at least some exposure to the Bible. I mean, I get that a lot. Like people, athletes, like 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 it's like in the past, like other like chaotical things that happened in the past in the world, like let's say nine eleven or what else? Like like mm-hmm. just like these these crazy events, these like chaotic events in the world that people are come to a sense where like oh like. <clears throat> God is angry at us humans. Like people need to start repenting because Jesus is coming soon. Because like with people referring to, you know, all this, all these signs uh, about God being angry, it's kind of like you're striking fear into people, which is like how I guess the Old Testament was positioned in a way. It, I mean, not positioned, but it just kind of struck a lot of like God was very aggressive. Like, like, in, like, uh, like, I guess cause like people in the old Testament, we can say like, they weren't as, they weren't faithful to God. And then they were the fearing God. Yes, that's right. But, but they, they, but they were, they weren't obedient in, in some places. Right? right. Am I right guys? And then like the consequences, like the fruits of their unfaithfulness showed in the, the old consequences. Testament. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's then that's a fact, right? So, so is Mark? Is that what you're asking? Like, in the, now that we are in the light of the New Testament, like, how does this all? Uh, what what does this speak of about God? Is that what you're asking? Um, I'm asking like whether, <laughs> yeah, whether God still deals <laughs> with us the same way as He dealt with people, like in those verses. Like, is it, like, for sure, for sure, like, if you're going to be sinful or, like, you don't, you have no regard for God at all, yeah, you're going to get judgment, but that comes at the end. Right? For sure, definitely, um, yeah, not in this time, while you're living now. Does it still happen where it's, like, once you do this, bam, disease. Once you do this, bam, the earth, the earth eats you up, like, in, uh, in the Old Testament, right? Um, yeah, yeah, the traffic cop, the, I feel, the traffic cop in yeah. heaven that's waiting for you to screw up, and then boom, he hits you, right? That's ah, a real like concept that. that pe- that's a real concept that people they struggle with. God, yeah, yeah, right? exactly. But uh, we like, I don't believe, like, I don't believe that that God is awaiting for you to mess up, and then he's gonna like, I'm gonna. I'm gonna give I'm gonna get you right I'm now. Get I'm gonna get you. <laughs> Why'd you do that? Mm, I'm mad. I gotta be honest. There are times that I fall into that. Just, yeah. It's, oh, it's wow. so hard not to. Wow. For me, it's just like, and I get to this. You know, I, I have a saying to like. I have a saying that I joke with my wife, because uh, you know, uh, there are things that we all go through, and I'm no different. Sure. And so mm-hmm. there are times where I just, I just tell. Tell my wife, you know, there's that verse that, or there's that saying that God only punishes or God only disciplines those He loves. I just wish I wasn't oh. His favorite. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. And so it's hard. It's hard for like. It's hard for me, particularly for my background, to not think that way. Sometimes to get caught up in that, just like, oh, I did this because no, this is happening because I did that. Yeah. Right, yeah. um, and you you come up with verses like "Oh, surely your sin will find you out," right? And um, the 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 thing is, and, and kind of going back to sort of like how, how God in the Old Testament was kind of like this fearful God. I think that was on purpose, right? You have to un- again, because I think we have to understand the gravity of the sin, the sin mm. sort of situation, right? Sure. It's not yeah. it's not some some light thing. Um, that you know he can that just kind of goes away, just because he can. There's there's a seriousness to it. I mean, death is a pretty big, you know, consequence for some of the things that we do. And so you can't sort of like, you know, 
be weak on that. You can't be soft when you're trying to trying to get people to understand the seriousness of the situation, mm-hmm, right? Very sure. much like very, and, and going back to like sort of this this what we're going through today, right? With this whole pandemic thing, you can't be soft when you're talking about like some of the measures that we need to put in place, or else the pandemic yeah. will spread That's that true. much more. That's so true. Oh my god! Right? Yeah. But then you have because. God is a God of, of, of grace, right? We For know sure, this. He's a, he's a loving God. But he's also a God of justice, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And there is a hard <clears throat> rule that is there um, that we have to understand the seriousness of what we're going through. But that's why Jesus came because he kind of like did that part, the hard part. Right, he took away the. I mean, he fulfilled the part that part that that's really hard for us to do. The the seriousness part of us of the thing of the law that we need to that we had to pay, and mm-hmm. all now and now this new thing. Now we just have to work on loving God and mm-hmm. and following Him, right? Without the the worry of that cop looking down on on us, ready to like whatever get us. Wow, I'm like it's so crazy because I feel like I'm on the complete. Uh, opposite end of where you are in terms okay. of like like when you're explaining like why god had to be a fearful god in the in like in the old testament to show the gravity of sin whereas like i think i really i've really delved in and really embraced like god in the new testament whereas like you know what we get to see how grace grateful god is we get to see how merciful god is and how unconditional his love is whereas i've lost sense of how um how crazy important and how like the gravity of my sin and how uh, important how like God just hates it so much like I lost I'm like so out of touch with that it's which is so which is which is like the complete opposite of where, of where you're at I, I would say so yeah. I think, I yeah, I think you, need a balance, you definitely need a balanced approach because I, the way that I feel about it is you can't really fully appreciate grace mm-hmm. right? you can't yeah. fully appreciate grace until you until you fully appreciate what's supposed to happen to you Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, did we answer your question? I don't know. We don't react. No, yeah. It's just, uh, yeah, as you said, like you, you can't really fully appreciate grace without fully knowing God's heart for justice. Yeah. Right. But the beauty of it is that you know the God who is wrathful towards sin, and is angry towards the sin of his people is the same God who provided the way to get us out of that sin. And that's, mm-hmm. that's love. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I think like my question. Yeah. I don't know. Hold, if on, we before you go to that. hold on. Hold on. Before you go to that. You know what the, what the crazy thing is? What might be really crazy is that the, the scary God that is in the old Testament <laughs> just might be Jesus, right? There are some parts of there that it might be Jesus, and so when people are saying, you know, though, don't get, don't listen to the old God because that's a scary God. Actually, there was a heretic that got thrown out of the church because the Old Testament God is the evil God, and Jesus is the new God. Wow, good, that's intense, man. There are some people that there are there is there is some evidence that might suggest that Jesus it was both, like he was in both of them. Right. So that same guy, oh, yeah. like, I mean, that yeah. same person that, that that complains about the old God being scary, it's really Jesus in that in, in a certain like whatever. Because we have parents that can be scary at some times when they need you to be <laughs> they need to be scary. Oh yeah, and yet they can still be loving in other times and cuddly and and you know loving yeah, and, yeah. and foolish and dad jokes and all of that. Mm-hmm. Right. So it doesn't have to be one or the other. <clears throat> Same thing, but different. Yeah, but still same. So, yeah, depending on the same. situation that it's at that they've that they're trying to teach to children, right? Mm-hmm. Children of Israel, right? They're called children of Israel for a reason. Because for me, right? Like, there's definitely gonna be strife, right? Like mm-hmm. in Revelation, I think it's in Revelation 14, like the angels in the four corners of the earth are yeah. there holding the winds of strife, strife. and they're yeah. just waiting for God, God to signal. So I think like there definitely there's going to be a time when, you know, like God says, okay, like I've done what I can <clears throat> release. 
but um, release the kraken. Release the kraken. Release the kraken. But I don't think I don't think that time is now. And I don't think like I don't think he dealt with people the way that, or like I don't think he deals with people today the way that he dealt with Israel back then. Mm. And like when you sin or like do something, he or like when the people sin, he doesn't bring about you know um, national level calamities. Yeah, because like I guess they're like yeah, because like these things were happening to the children of Israel. So, so can I like if basing off that, like could we say that like because of uh, followers of Jesus, like Christians, because of their sin, this is why the pandemic is happening. Because that makes more because <laughs> like yeah, that within, makes more sense. That, realm, that makes more sense versus like oh, the world is sinful, whereas yeah. God was this was happening to the children of Israel, like the consequences and. Uh, what, yeah, the consequences of, of their sin versus that. So, yeah, because those, uh, those that, that would make uh, more sense to me. Yeah, because those statements weren't directed toward towards uh, Palestinians or yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, or Canaanites. It's like, oh, Israel, my yeah. people who believe in me. Yeah, and to be fair, we don't know what God said to other kind of nations that mm-hmm. that way right we don't know what sure. they said to like whatever what we know is what we have in the bible but i think that you guys hit it on the head is that um you know this is for a specific set of people people that know god that that choose to follow him and so there is like a covenant there is an understanding of how the relationship is supposed to go but you can't do that with somebody that doesn't have a relationship with you for sure. right? it, doesn't, it doesn't have the same application for that. And the second thing really is when we, when we go through sort of like the Old Testament, you know, you get past, you get past um, David and Solomon, they split the kingdoms. And then, you know, you got the old, pro- I mean, the, the, the old, uh, the uh, major prophets, minor prophets. And that's where you get this whole idea, you know, where Jesus is punishing the nation mm-hmm. of Israel because they have fallen away from God. Mm-hmm. Number one, that's his people. They broke yeah. that, that covenant. But number two, when you look, well, while God talks tough in the beginnings of like Jeremiah and all the other ones, in the middle he says, I'm doing this so I can bring you back. Mm-hmm. Right? To remind mm-hmm. you of, of who I am, who you are, you know, and, and how it's supposed to be. Right? Because sometimes we're just so fixed on our own thing. That God, whatever, that the only way for some of us uh, in some situations for God to get a hold of us, so God, for, for God to get our attention, it's to smack us up a bit because we can't, mm-hmm. we're so focused on whatever it is that we want. Yeah. Sure. But we this wouldn't is, say that this pandemic is because no, of that reason. No, no. I wouldn't yes. say that because number yeah. one, like we're no longer, I don't think we can call ourselves, whether it's the, whether it's Canada or whether it's us or wherever it is. I don't know if you can fully say that we are a Christian nation anymore. Sure. Definitely. Right. Yeah. So I don't know if that can be transferable over to us. If you want to take this as a, in, in a personal sort of, you know, point of view, where, you know, this is, you know, for certain things that happened in your life, maybe God is trying to get your attention, God trying to give, get you back, then yeah, that would, that would be a little bit more practical. That would be, I think, a little bit more applicable. Sure. Right? On a, on a, on a an, personal level and as a Christian, on, yeah. Yeah, or, or even as a community, right? As a church sure. community, maybe. Okay. Right? Uh, maybe that could happen. Uh, but to say that, you know, this, this is happening to a nation that has... Christians, atheists, Muslims, Sikhs, you know, Taoists, you know, humanists, like other than atheism yeah. and all that stuff. I don't think that's 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 a good application. That you can't take that and, and put that on us because we are not, yeah, as a whole, you know, God followers. Mm-hmm. Sure, there. I think like there's definitely we can definitely see God's hand of discipline within His people, but it's. At this point, like I think, like that, where the old covenant and the new covenant is different is that it's a personal level, right? Um, mm. So, I think in the old covenant, 
if the father or like the family com- or the father commits a sin, um, it's going to be brought to their family. The the consequences the belong right? to the family and maybe even the generations. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's there's like several instances that that happened um, in the Old Testament, like Achan and mm. his family um, in yeah. Jericho. I think it's Jericho. Uh, yeah, he took yeah. it from Jericho. They yeah. tried to go so, to AI or I, or said, however you say it. God said, "Don't loot anything." Yeah. Um, but then he looted, and then, if I recall correctly, his whole family was stoned. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I'm crazy. correct, but no, you are. Um, you are. You are. He his took whole a couple family. of clothes, a couple of silver, <laughs> buried yeah. it underneath his tent. But then, like we see, yeah. But then we and see, and then when they try to go after this other city, God wasn't with them. They got slaughtered, came back, yeah. and just like yeah. So that yeah, yeah you didn't have the right. Um, but then we see in the new covenant and the New Testament when, um, I think it's um, Ananias and Sapphira, right? Um, they sold the property and then pretended that they gave all the proceeds to the church. And then Peter said, why are you lying to the spirit? Why did you do this? Why are you being dishonest mm. to Ananias? And then Ananias passed away. Um, what I think is interesting in, in that is that Sapphira didn't die at the same time. Like she was away, but uh, she was also mm-hmm. given the chance to come mm-hmm. clean. And once she lied the same time as her, her husband. Um, then she was given the same consequence. Um, so I think like God's discipline uh, within his people comes to a more personal thing. Mm-hmm. Like you, you are going to experience God's discipline and like God's discipline. is not a bad thing. It's good because he loves you and he wants you to walk the straight path. Mm-hmm. But it's it's gonna come more, I think, in a personal level, like one on one, rather than, mm-hmm. um, like your a collective, like, yeah, a collective, like a whole nation. Um, yeah, the nation quen- the consequences of your actions may affect your family, that's true, uh, yeah. or some other people. But like, that's not directly God's putting those consequences or like the sin on other people. It's like because of the practical way that you've dealt with things that they're going to suffer the consequence, but the discipline goes to you and you alone. If mm. you sin and like are disobedient to his will. So I think like this, like one of the biggest difference between old and new covenant is that old covenant is in a nation national level while discipline by God in the new covenant is on a personal level. Yeah. I can get behind I'm that. convinced. I'm convinced. Yeah. I think one of the other things that we, you know, in, in relation to what we're talking about, let's not um, dismiss the idea that God is allowing things, not making things happen, yeah. but allowing mm-hmm. things to happen to get people's attention that aren't, mm-hmm. you know, that aren't God followers. Yeah. Right. Just to say, okay, well, you know, you know, sort of get uh, the sense of of things greater than what your control is, and so you seek out, you know, God, because yeah. you know you come to you come to you come face to face with your mortality, with your lack of control, with you know things that you just can't, the things that you just can't deal with, right? That you can't plan for, right? And then maybe it puts them on the path to say, well, is there something? greater than just what I have in front of me, right? What if there is a God, right? So I wouldn't put it past, you know, all these things happening. Not that he, not obviously not that he's causing these things, but allowing them to happen as a natural course of things. Yeah. Uh, as, as God as, removes his presence from. Yeah. 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 And just to as, say as like, like the world going back into its natural state of chaos. Essentially. Yeah. Yeah. And just to say that, you know, you know, um, these things happen, but Hey, I've got, you know, I've got a place that's ready for you that none of this is going to happen anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, you know, when we get to heaven, that, that won't be, but even in the meantime, if you follow me, there are, there are a whole multitude of blessings 
you know, in this life, right? So, yeah, I think um, like a good part, like a good example of this also in the Gospels is when some people went to Jesus and said, like, "Oh, did you know that Pilate like killed the Galileans and mixed their blood with their sacrifices?" Um, and then Jesus says, "Why do you think?" they're more sin they suffer this way because they're more sinful no uh, that's not the way but um not really and then he says like but this is a good time for you to like think about where you stand with god so he's, he said mm-hmm. like but unless you repent um then this will happen to you too uh so i think like definitely when these things come like there, there is a time and a place to preach about God and to let others think about where they stand with God. Uh, but we, we definitely have to be smart about it. Yeah. I think it's easier to use something like this, talking to our own people. Um, when we are talking about calamities that are happening out of the world, it's easier for, you know, our people to, to digest. Um, the question is how can you use it? You know, how will God use us to talk about these things in terms of, you know, for lack of a better word, for evangelistic purposes? Sure, for sure. Right. I mean, because as Arwen said, Arwen kind of like talked about, like you don't want to like beat people over the head. You don't want to be a fear mongerer, mm-hmm. you know, pushing people to God because they're afraid of, you know, whatever it is that they're afraid of, right? That whole idea, like, you know, uh, the old preacher Edwards, um, and a sermon, um, sinners in the hands of an angry God. I think, I think did may not as, and it may not have been as beneficial, you know, um, to others outside of, you know, Christendom than it would be for those that are inside. And maybe even those that are inside, maybe that sends them off in the wrong direction where for sure. they have to fear God instead of love him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. That's true. So it's like, as far, the foundation is like is like our relationship with Christ and like knowing that He is unconditional love. That's where we. That's where the starting point is, and that's how we're able to digest all these crazy things. Right, right. right. So, how would you do it? How would you kind of use <laughs> things, Man, that, things that we I talked was, about? And I was just talk about to somebody to ask that, that. that like, yeah, like how do you go? Like, it's kind of like living. So, this is us living in the light of the new covenant. Like, how do we? go about it and how do we how do we interact with people how do we how do we love our neighbor and within this new covenant and in i don't know in sharing and things like that within this i guess it was this time so i was just about to ask that question because i was thinking about it i'm like for sure it makes sense to be like oh god if i within within to a christian to a christian god uh is allowing this to happen but if you say that to like a non-christian like are they gonna take that like are they gonna take that as easily i doubt it yeah so yeah and it's like let's come up with some things to say right or like things to to say Uh, i think like definitely be a good neighbor first and foremost (laughs) yeah be like state farm um so if you're a good neighbor, naturally you'll you'll have a good relationship with your neighbors. You don't want to be that neighbor who's like grumpy or like complains that, or like you know looks for fights or like it's just or like more of a hassle to your neighbors than you are a blessing. Mm-hmm. Um, so like don't don't block their driveway, <laughs> like things like that. Are uh, you talking yeah, about like, no. no. <laughs> um, <laughs> Be a good neighbor. So first and foremost, uh, if there's someone in your neighborhood who has, you know, like uh, pre-existing conditions, like let's say in this pandemic, right? Or like they, they have weaker immune systems or they're like older, then you do things for them. We buy them grocery mm-hmm. and then love. So establish that, yeah. establish that relationship first. Right, because you know, like that saying, people don't care what you say. What's that saying? <laughs> you know that saying. That saying. Uh, that saying. That's the one. People that don't one. care what you say until they know that you care or whatever. 
Um, sure, that, that really is, won't. I, I know what you're saying. Cont- 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 they really cont- won't be caring what you have to say to them. Like if you are the neighbor, who, if you're a bad neighbor, it's right? a hypo- it's the hypocrisy thing. It's yeah, hypocrisy yeah. Thing. Not only that, it's like you know they're already dealing with something that you know may you know that they're struggling with, or they're you know it's adding more pressure on it. And then you know you mm-hmm. come along and do something like that seems. Because people are worried that they're worried about the strings that are attached, right? Of course, people don't people don't like the word free and free anymore, right? Oh, you can get this for free. Well, no, it's not free, mm. right? There's something that you want. There's something that that's the mindset that goes into. And to be fair, that's the way that I think. You know, when somebody comes knocking at my door and says, "Like, hey, yeah, can we just do something?" You know, you don't have to. There's no strings attached. No, there is. There is, we're, you know, the skeptical aspect of like the way that we are in our society right now, specifically. Right. So you can't. Yeah, we're introducing the the whole idea of like, what does it mean to be no strings attached? What does it mean to be the unconditional love that um, Christ is uh, showing to that person, to our neighbor? Like, what is Jesus offering to them? Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think. You know, it's sort of like this. I've always had this this notion, and I, I really wish that I can get up, get up and and follow it at some point in my life. But um, in our denomination, we we put forth these these sort of programs, movements, to whatever to um, for outreach. It's called outreach, right? But there's a catch to it. We're trying to hand out tracts. We're trying to like whatever, and in the end, we want them to like be members of our church. And my thought process, you know, for a while, for a couple of years now, it's just like, well, you know, let's outreach just because it is, right? Just to outreach and be good, to practice being good Christians, not because we want to proselyte, proselytize people, yeah, get them into our yeah. churches and baptize mm-hmm. them, but because that's what Christ asks us to do, exactly. to love our neighbor. Right? Mm-hmm. And just to focus on that as opposed to, I mean, yeah, you can, you know, if they ask questions, absolutely. But I feel that, you know, in our, particularly in our denomination, that we do outreach, we do good things because there's a catch. Strings <laughs> attached. There's strings attached. Strings right? Whether it's just, you know, whether it's just having a, we really want to just have a relationship with you. Well, you know, there's that relationship that has an agenda to it, Right. We want to add you to the books. We want you to be on our membership roster, right? I feel mm-hmm. that that's so. That's the mindset of many people in our in our denomination. And what I'm thinking, what I'm saying is that you know, let's go out and do things that are good because they're good, right? Mm-hmm. And it's more of a benefit to us than it is for the people that we're doing good for. Yeah, you understand? I see you. I see you. Like. <laughs> Like yeah, what what what's important is like lo- like loving our loving our neighbor, right? And eat like say like um, we go through like um, the whole gospel, like we answer their questions, and um, they don't they don't accept Christ, they don't give accept the gift of salvation. This this there's still no strings attached because even after that, like we would still unconditionally love them, we would still be in a relationship, we wouldn't just dish them to the side. Yeah. Right. Because that's what that's what I think like true evangelism looks like. Mm. Yeah. Like even if they don't even if they don't accept, we don't stop loving. Yeah, and I feel that you know in times of of crisis of pandemics, right? It's easier for people to, you know, be receptive of our kindness mm. because maybe they're put in a compromised position, right? Okay. Where they can't say no, no, we're good, we're okay, we don't need it, mm. right? Where they say okay, well. You're godson, right? Or you're, you know, you, you know, thank you for being such a good person, and and you can do it that way, mm-hmm. right? So I guess you know, talking, you know, sort of like completing Mark's thought, you know, be good, right? During these times of times of trouble, because I think that's where maybe that's what God mm-hmm. is putting in place so that we it's easier for to get other people's attention, right? Mm-hmm. And eventually, when they come to that point to ask us questions, that that we point them towards Christ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Point him to the new covenant, baby. Yeah. <laughs> new covenant. New covenant. Yeah. yeah, don't go into the old testament so much as of now. Later, later, later. Later, later, later. Like you can't like I think like start 
with the ministry of Jesus. Uh, start with the four gospels, and then later on, when you have, when you fully grasp that, like look back, start the Old Testament, and see like why Jesus was necessary. Yeah, definitely. Because like I think like you need to be able to see the Old Testament through the framework of the New Covenant, essentially, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Go. Go ahead, Arwen. Wait, wait, before you go into that, but what, I think what you what the Bible what you guys are talking about is really what Paul is talking when you when Paul talks about, you know, um, you know, feeding some of our members milk because they're still babies. Oh yeah. Right. But oftentimes, particularly in our in our denomination, when we do our evangelistic series, we go straight for the meat. Here we go, baby. And, and babies choke on meat. Mm. Right, and you get people that are hung up on the details because we just want to make sure that it's it's logical for every single person that's there, so they can't come back at us in in some kind of you know discourse and say, well, what about this? What about this? What about that? Mm. Right, we want it all there, but you know maybe they just get hung up on the details, and we're not feeding babies milk. We're going mm-hmm. straight down and shoving meat down their throat, and they choke on it. Um. No, I don't. I don't mean to prolong the, the the topic or the conversation. But what do you guys think of people who only look at the new covenant and kind of they know about the old covenant, but because of the new covenant, it's like oh, because the new covenant's here, we're disregarding the old covenant. Um, like for me, it depends. For me, I would look at like the bigger picture of how their life looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, if their life looks like it's spirit-led. Um, they're loving on people, and they love they love God with all their hearts. And um, <clears throat> um, yeah, as you said, like they know the Old Testament. Um, if they, yeah, if they're obeying God, no, not like they know, like they know it, but they're disregarding it. They're disregarding it because yeah. of that. Yeah, like knowing um, and like disregarding the old. Is, I think. Like, what do you mean by dis? Like, what do you mean by disregarding the old covenant? Uh, they're saying that or disregarding the old covenant. Essentially, like we know that there's an old covenant, but because of the new covenant, we're just going to strictly follow this and forget. Yeah, yeah. For me, for me, it would really look. <clears throat> it would really depend on how their life looks like, um, because you know, like some people <clears throat> would say that just strictly looking at the new covenant will cause people t- to sin on purpose or like depend on mm. race too much mm. and that is definitely mm, yes. that is definitely a danger mm. but mm-hmm. that that is like for me like the way i see it and like the way i've like had relationship and friendships with people who have that view uh, it doesn't necessarily mean they're living licentious lifestyle okay. or they're living outside True. god's will they're still living mm-hmm. inside god's will um and like like the friends that I have who are you know, like, who definitely say, Oh, the old test, oh, the old covenant has been done away. Um, and are, you know, like they don't say that they're disregarding it or whatever. Um, but you know, like for people who live in the new covenant and say like, that's what they're relying on for the most part. Um, like, I don't see that. Like i still see them as, you know, spiritually led. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you know when it comes to holy spirit and they're still like they have a fire for mission um they have a heart for you know like spreading god's word um and discipleship discipling others mm-hmm. uh so i'd really for me i'd look at how their life looks like and like the fruits of the spirit in their life before you know like I'm going to try to avoid arguments as much as possible or like debates. And like, I, I wouldn't say like if they're living life, it's hard, but yeah, man, if they're living life according to the spirit and I see that in their fruit and the way they live, then there's no sense for me to argue. You still need the old covenant. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm me. on the same boat. I think I'm on the same boat. I'm on the same boat with that. Like, I mean, I, but I, same thing, like, I have relationships with, with people who would say they, like, I don't think people, like, directly say they have abolished the old covenant it's in, in a sense that, like, like they, like, say it verbally out loud, like, but, like, they just grow up within probably a denomination or within, 
um, a framework where like the new covenant is the way that they should live out life. Like, I don't think that, and, and again, yeah, they are living a, a spirit lived life. They are following Christ. They are sharing him here. They are making him known. Um, but I think, but I also, I also think like, like, um, I guess like knowing the old covenant just brings more depth to understanding the new covenant, more depth in relationship with, with Christ and things and things like that. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and don't forget, yeah. like the, the way that I see, it, it still provides the framework, the new covenant, uh, the new covenant, you know, built upon that. So there's still that foundational exactly. old covenant, sure. Old Testament, no thing doubt about no it, doubt. right? I, um, but if I could take it a little further for for Arwen, because I don't know if Arwen, are you talking about people that are like are belligerent about, you know, not like saying that no, there is no, like there's no Old Testament. It's like the devil, and now like you know whatever. No, no, it's, no, it's no, 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 that's not that. Like, that's like point zero one of Christianity. <laughs> no, 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 not like because there are people that are out there that that's like that, right? That that have that 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 point of view. And I think, right. and I think that's like where they're adamant. Like, like, like you, like if someone is like, say they're and not just carrying wait, and not just the adamant, covenant, and they're telling and everybody, they're trying yeah. to convince everybody. And saying that they're sinful. I think that's that's where it can be. Like that's where you can start. Like we're thinking about it. Like where, like I don't what know. Do if that, if, what do you do with that? Like, like where? Like do you? I think that's, <laughs> that's a good question, man. That's a good question. Uh-huh. Do you sta- is, is that is that sort of like can you is that well, well the reason why scenario I where you stand up for that is uh is because when mark asked his question about like does god still act like you know it was still the old testament and in my mind i'm like okay what if we change that question up it's like when we flip the switch yeah like what if these people just kind of just refer to the new testament and that's it yeah, because there are some preachers out there, there are some churches out there that will not touch the Old Testament whatsoever. Mm-hmm. They're just going straight into the New Testament mm-hmm. stuff. And so there are, you know, there there's a segment in, in you know, Protestantism and evangelical you know, society that they just, they just don't do that. They just don't. But then there's also that uh, smaller portion of that that are really belligerent to say that, no, there's nothing in the Old Testament. It's really, you know, it's really basically like short of calling it evil and of the devil right but basically they don't want it in their life whatsoever it's like the old testament it's like oh yeah we've been forgiven because of the new covenant it's like whatever was in the old is in the old and that's it it's like okay yeah i think because i don't think like i don't think people are, are malicious in that sense i think the issue is that when people are um like tearing you down and telling you what you're doing like just because you're doing something from the old covenant like you are you are absolutely wrong and attacking you and not doing a loving way i think there's a problem in that yeah. we know all about that yeah i think i i that's where i think the problem the problem would lie but if people are if people say they i guess they abolish the old covenant and as we said before, and they're not living a malicious life. They're living a life that is following Christ and is of the Spirit. I don't think there's a there's a there's a big issue. I think they can have a you can have a conversation with them and try to understand them more, and then we can, yeah. can share your thoughts and there can be dialogue. But I don't think there's there there needs to be a need of like conversion of like yo, you need to switch up what you're saying, switch up your words versus. Of abolishing the old law, so right. Nobody was ever argued into the kingdom of heaven, but I think one way, <laughs> right? But yeah, I mean, yeah, I think sure. I think that there, like, part of me, I, I don't know. I have trouble figuring out whether when I engage, where when I come to across like a scenario like that, whether it's it's you know spirit led righteous indignation to try to you know <laughs> to tell them and put them and say you know and try to convince them you know, or whatever, or if it's the Holy Spirit that's, or if it's just my own, like, you know. just want to be right. Yeah, because it's part of my idea. You know? Like for, exactly. okay, so, yeah, because, yeah, so let's just go out there. Like we believe, like we, we do the Sabbath things, right? And so when somebody attacks that aspect of it, I feel that, I don't know whether I, I need to, I need to vehemently defend it because it's the Holy Spirit that's 
you know, rising me up and giving me words to like whatever, or if that's just my own attack on I defending my that attack on my identity. Like you know I think, I, mean? I think before I think it would definitely be an attack on my identity, um, from where it was coming from before. Like where I would say I was not a I wouldn't say I was a follower of Christ. I wouldn't say I was a Christian. I would say I just went to church, and I, that's what I believed in, right? But I think if, um, let's say, like let's say like observing the Sabbath, if that is um, enriching your relationship with with God and enriching your relationship with Christ, and is um, is helping you grow, like well, sure, why not? Like why would I? But if that's yeah, if you do the Sabbath <laughs> or like yeah. going to church on Saturday as like a legalistic thing like or you need to do this and then you have a judgmental you know spirit towards yeah. those who go on sunday then you're well that's sad. the other side you're of the spectrum right you're Where you're yeah, sure. uh, i think just the biggest like because to me the biggest thing is like within the whole like being a christian following christ like we need to be able to show like like big levels of grace to one another Absolutely. Because like, yeah. like, cause I think that's what, that's what's missing within people like arguing. That's within people like, uh, fighting and things like that. Because like, there's like a, I don't, like, I don't know where, where it falls between like, I, um, like this is true. And I just want you to know, cause I love you or like you are wrong. So you need to be <laughs> told the truth. Like that's, I'll put you in like, your place. Yeah, exactly. So like, where, like, like, I think just people need to be able to, be more on a gracious side and, and, and be able to share and and love like because I don't even think it's a lovingly rebuke. You're you're lovingly sharing like what you be, like what um like what God has led you to believe that is what, what He's commanded you to do and what will enrich you in the relationship with Him. But I don't think that that that, that should be the end all be all for when you're telling telling someone be like, hey, you're what you're doing is absolutely wrong. Yeah, and definitely, yeah, yeah I think like it's crucial to have those conversations. And I think that what we need to do, like for me, I want to ask like theoretically, if I don't succumb to the temptation of passive aggressiveness within a conversation, <laughs> um, theoretically, I'd want to have a conversation. Theoretically speaking. Where, or I want to be sanctified in a way where, I have conversations with others who believe differently than I do uh, to have that conversation where I like the things that I ask would be, what do you believe in? And let help me understand how that is spurring you to love God more. How is your belief in this certain thing helping you in your relationship with God? Mm-hmm. And for me, if they say something like how it's helping them, then that should be it. What do you like, do? I should, just, <laughs> yeah. I should just be able to be understanding. Let it lie. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cause maybe they're not ready. I mean, the other thing is maybe they're not ready for it. Hmm. Right. They're not ready to go down that, that path, but there are definitely questions that we can ask that maybe doesn't line up, you know, uh, with what they're 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 thinking of, and if you can figure that out and ask some question that kind of just puts them into a little loop, not not to try to like you know mess them up, but you know <laughs> to to give it a second thought, you know, because most of the time we get our theology because the preacher says it, and then we adopt it for ourselves. There's not, of I mean, yeah, definitely, right. Uh, there, I, I don't want to. I don't want to throw everybody under the bus, but I find it. I find it that that many of us we don't do our own reading. We don't do. You know, we aren't. You know, we don't seek out the Holy Spirit to give us the truth. We just go on Sunday. We just go on Saturday, and whatever the preacher says, if it makes sense to us, we adopt yeah, that into it. Yeah. No. Yeah. Sure. Definitely. Right. Yeah. But it's not our yeah, and and it's easy for people to sort of get misled that way, especially if number one, maybe the preacher or the pastor or the whatever, you know, maybe has a a, a specific mindset, right, or a, a specific theology that he learned that's based more on tradition than it is about than it is on the Bible. 
Yeah. That's fair. Right, that's but fair. at the same time, like I don't think we can I don't think we can arrive at that point where everyone like just because let's say that people read the Bible more that everyone will come into a unified understanding of the Bible because I think there's just like so much things Agreed. in play. Like yeah, yeah. It's so, so much theological frameworks, oh. right? Like a Calvinist and an Armenian will both read the Bible faithfully and, and come to a different conclusion on the on the topic of salvation. Sure. Um, Fair enough. Yeah. So I think like like all we could do is just like pray that the Holy Spirit will guide each and every one of us uh, towards like what matters, I think, like is a deeper relationship with God. And if we definitely chase after that, um, then it's God who will see that. Right. Um, and someone can believe something that they like, I don't believe, but that doesn't mean that they're not, they won't be in heaven or um, someone can believe something that like, I think is false it's a false doctrine, but that doesn't mean that I'll be in heaven telling them like, Oh, I told you so. Like, because like, I, <laughs> like I might, be, I might believe something that I've read um, in the Bible, but that doesn't like at the yeah. end, I might not even be in heaven. Right. Because of the way I lived in earth or like yeah. have this like incomplete faith in Jesus. Yeah. So, yeah, there's just like so many, yeah, you know, factors into arriving at a theology, and I don't think like we can arrive at a unified. There's like so many thousand. Fair books, enough. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's so many. It's so many. So I think like we can read definitely read faithfully. Yeah, we're still gonna be having different beliefs, and that's I think that's okay. Um. Don't burn me. <laughs> uh, I think that, like what matters is like as I, said, as I said like an hour and a half ago. Um, as I said, I think it's like being led with a spirit, right? And like as long as we pray that the Holy Spirit le- leads our lives, then I think you know God is faithful to be you know like to be the author and the finisher of our faith i agree yeah how do we get here (laughs) how did we get here who knows Uh, who knows who knows all right well i think that's it uh thanks everyone for joining us in this episode we hope that you were blessed with our discussion today If you have any questions, suggestions, or encouragements, you can reach us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, You can also email us at theprodigalspodcast at gmail.com. Stay blessed, stay faithful, and join us next time for another episode of The Prodigal.